This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. But before we get rolling, we're just going to have a quick word from our podcast episode sponsor, Adyen, with more information in our show notes. With Adyen's unified payments platform, your business can say yes to more, like accepting new ways to pay, delighting your customers, and growing your business. Adyen, business, not boundaries. And we're currently recording on July the 7th, 2021. And we're going to be covering the retail profile for Alberni Street in Vancouver, British Columbia, which is another retail profile that I had written. But just to kick off, Craig, I know that this was a nondescript like city street before 2010. And that suddenly has blossomed like a phoenix from the ashes into this like retail luxury mecca that it is. How did that happen? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, the luxury zone in Vancouver is an interesting development. Uh, It basically is located between the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver and the Shangri-La Hotel and uh, extends a bit north and south off of Alberni Street now as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Alberni Street itself wasn't really a luxury street until, I guess, relatively recently. So I remember in about 1991, Chanel opened a store on Burrard Street and uh, another store called uh, Celine was next to it. And uh, these, again, were on Burrard Street. So in the 90s, uh, one duty-free store opened on Alberni Street. Then another one, DFS Galleria, opened. It only lasted two years. Yeah. Shut in 1998. So, uh, uh, you know, Alberni Street sort of started coming up in the 90s, kind of had a bit of a challenging time. The Japanese stopped shopping in Canada for the most part. So uh, Alberni Street, you know, saw a bit of a downturn, but uh, did in the 2000s start seeing a bit of an upturn again. And then, uh, uh, you know, in the mid-2000s, it just really took off with luxury stores. So we'll go through some of those here in terms of a discussion, starting at, I think, the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver, which is a luxury node in its own mm-hmm. on, the, on the main floor. Well, it's a heritage building, which also gives it some level of decadence as well. A perfect place for all these retailers. But from your perspective, what is your favorite darling retailer on the main floor in um, the Hotel Vancouver Fairmont? Is it... Like Dior, Gucci, or otherwise? well, the Christian Dior store is really splashy. Yeah, I so, so I do like it. It's <laughs> actually, I think, the quote unquote old style. The store opened in 2015, oh. but my God, I was in there in December of 2019 with you actually before. Yeah, me the me. pandemic, and I, I that was I think my first time in there, or at least my first time not just walking past it. And I thought, oh my God, this store is incredible. <laughs> so yeah, just the way they put it together. Oh, and it's also 10,000 square feet, which I think they had a separate men's boutique there that you could go. But of course, during COVID, it's now closed. So it's a very special boutique, absolutely, mm-hmm. even if it's the old format, yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, so besides uh, Dior. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. there's a few interesting stores there. Uh, you yeah. know, and the hotels had different stores over the years. Uh, you know, there is a Louis Vuitton store there. It's classified as a maison, which uh, means it's got the full selection of everything and some special items as well. It's about 10,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago going in there, I think I might even have been a teenager or, you know, in my younger years, and it was much smaller. So, uh, you know, that certainly uh, has grown. I think they had an opening, a reopening party for that expanded store. It cost like $2.5 million. And I wasn't at that party. Wow. Because I'm not super rich. And, oh. <laughs> and uh, it was... They actually uh, had a Louis Vuitton train that took people up to Whistler. So uh, wow. they really went 
<laughs> wow. They really went all out in that uh, no <laughs> grand opening of the Maison, which yeah. again was just an expansion of the uh, Louis Vuitton store that was much smaller there before. Yeah. And I think St. John's is the most recent movement and op- store mm-hmm. opening, right? So I think it was over in the Dior section and it got punted over to the other side in order to kind of make That's way. That's right. Yep. St. John had that corner location, which many, many years was ago was first by Jacques, if anybody remembers that, probably not. And <laughs> it's, it's been interesting to watch the hotel, you know, add these new stores. I remember when there was a store called Straith's, which was a multi a high-end multi-brand store. It used to be called George Straith, for those who might remember that. But that's basically where I think Omega currently is. Omega's moving. We won't go into too many details, but uh, we can reveal that. So, <laughs> but... Wasn't it just like a pop-up during the Olympics? And then due to the success factor that happened during that time frame, it just has stuck around for like permanent? That's right. Yeah, I was there in the Olympics and it opened this tiny little store. It might have been like 600 square feet or something to start. And uh, um, then they expanded it afterwards. You know, Gucci, of course, has its store on the corner. It's at the corner of uh, West Georgia Street and Hornby Street. Nice store. It's uh, almost 4,000 square feet. And uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about that at some point. I won't, again, go into details, but we've got more information than we're going to reveal right now about that store. So I can say that it hasn't really seen a renovation since 2006. So it is quite an older looking store compared to the other Canadian locations Mm. for Gucci. Well, let's start hopping out of the the hotel and go across the street north, which is across the, you know, West Georgia. But isn't there Chopard and Black Goat? Yeah, yeah. Chopard is an interesting one. That's the only standalone in Canada. There's a little boutique that's part of another jewelry store in Toronto at Sherway Gardens. If it's still there, I haven't been to the mall in a while. But yeah, it was um, a, a local watch store uh, converted its space basically to a Chopard boutique. So I hope they're doing well because that would be a really good sign for the neighborhood to have a successful Chopard boutique. Because again, this is Canada. You know, we're, we're much smaller than, you know, Paris where Chopard does quite well. Yeah. Well, and besides Chopard, there's Black Goat there too. Do you want to hop into who they are? Because I had never heard of them before we ran the article on their 1,000 square foot um, addition or opening there. Yeah, yeah. Lovely family-owned business. Um, Robert Remy owns it. Uh, my friend Anna was man- retail manager for a while. She's gone off and started her own uh, uh, fashion line and, and retail store. Great retailer, Black Goat Cashmere, has its uh, you know location on West Georgia. And then they opened that uh, coat room, uh, I think, facing onto Hornby Street as well. I walked by it there in, in December of 2019. I didn't go in uh, in there, you know, I was very rushed when I was there. As you know, I was there giving a talk for the downtown BIA. Well, and let's hop across the street from the Fairmont to the new Hermes flagship that's opened at the corner of um, Burrard and West Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Hermes built this gorgeous, it's almost 5,000 square feet, two-level store right at that corner of uh, West Georgia and Burrard Street. Um, you know, that was not a luxury corner at one time, but certainly in the past, it had had some fairly snazzy stores. Versus by Versace, I remember, had a store there when I was a teenager. And uh, Furla, for a time, the leather brand had a store there as well. I think Bell Mobility, when I lived there, was there. So, um, and, the, and a little Mont Blanc boutique, which actually had to relocate for the Hermes uh, expansions. So it is interesting to see the luxury zone moving onto West Georgia Street from kind of that Burrard, Alberni. Yeah, right off Burrard. And then right next to Hermes is Graf, right? Two shops, you know, in this in this expanded luxury zone right on West Georgia Street. So it's the only uh, Graf diamond store in Canada, you know, very expensive diamonds, uh, as well as Petit Philippe, which has some watches that are, you know, in some cases, well over $100,000. So, uh, you know, <laughs> Vancouver... Is, is I guess hopefully able to make it a go with with those types of price points. I think it is. It'd be interesting if they could open in Toronto, but clearly Burke saw an opportunity in Vancouver and not 
Montreal or Toronto at that point. Yeah. And then circling around uh, the other side of Hermes is the, the iconic Tiffany's. And whenever I think of the Alberni Street, I always think of that building of Tiffany's. But besides it opening there, it also expanded into the restaurant upstairs, right? Yes, that's right. It was a Japanese restaurant. And uh, so, yeah, Tiffany was down in the corner there. It was, you know, under 5,000 square feet. I was actually, funny enough, I walked by the grand opening. I lived in Vancouver 2006. I And they had trumpeters. Uh, that's how they kind of opened the store in the morning. And I was actually late for work, so I got to see wow. <laughs> trumpeters. But they expanded that Tiffany store. My God, if anybody is in Vancouver, if you haven't seen the store, you got to see it. The two staircases going up on each side, the curved staircases. That That's beautiful. Tiffany store is, oh, it's spectacular. Like, just what a gorgeous, gorgeous store. Holy cow. So, uh, and the small store was doing well over $40 million a year in sales, apparently. So I'm curious what this bigger store, which is almost 10,000 square feet, is doing. I don't know. I don't have the sales numbers, but... I'm sure it's uh, it's very exceptional and, and much higher than $40 million. Yeah. Well, and then if you go across Alberni Street, then you have almost like a watch clustering or mm. alley almost. Yeah, you got it. Kind <laughs> you know. of timepiece alley. No, alley. Uh, you got uh, Pan- Panerai opened a store there. Um, it used to be where Mephisto Shoes was. Again, kind of the old tenants moved out. Uh, Jager Lacoutre moved in, the Swiss watch brand. So more watches open in there. Um, a Chinese jeweler, quite high-end, Laofeng Sheng, which is known for its jade. Uh, and is, of course, you know, gold and whatnot, um, opened there in, in 2015. And really, we started to see these luxury stores kind of moving up the street. Uh, um, you know, a store, it's not so much luxury, but a store called Artino opened. It has combined Remova uh, Tumi areas uh, in, in that location. Jimmy Choo, the uh, UK-based uh, footwear brand for women, or well, for men and women now, <laughs> opened there in 2018. There used to be a Montreal-based retailer called M0851 there. I don't know if it exists anymore, to be honest. M0851, that is. Yeah, well, <clears throat> uh, the website is still active, so I'm assuming it's still alive, you know? Oh, excellent. Yeah, I just haven't seen any of the stores because I'm in Toronto and I've been locked down forever. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mont Blanc actually opened uh, a combined location with the Vacheron Constantin uh, um, because, again, Mont Blanc had to move uh, over just for the Hermes expansion. So, uh, But, you know, maintained a presence and uh, now has, a, has an Alberni Street location. So I'm guessing that, uh, or at least hopefully Mont Blanc still does well with its incredibly expensive pens and everything else mm. that it sells. Yeah. Well, and before we get too far down Alberni, we should at least maybe acknowledge that there's uh, beyond the old Hermes location on and continuing on Barrard towards Robson is Coach, which I think was 2015 that they did a redo of that store. Yeah, yeah. So Coach is interesting there. Yeah, they, that's right. 2015, they did that. So years and years ago, again, when I was you know a kid, uh, you had the Chanel boutique there. So the Coach store um, is actually two retail spaces. That's where Chanel and Celine were located. And then um, there was uh, Lux International was next to it. I, I, I got to talk to the woman that owned these stores called Collections International. I reached out on LinkedIn and I haven't checked to see if she accepted it yet, but I'd love to talk to her just about the history. You know what's really interesting about that building, 755 Burrard Street? It was built, I think it was the late 80s or the early 90s. I would have to check, but it was meant to be there just for something like five years. It was built to be a temporary building, and then they were planning on tearing it down and building a tower there. And that did not happen in terms of the tower being built. So it's just an interesting bit of history. It seems a bit wasteful, you know, that that they would build. I think it's about, what, six floors, uh, the 755 building. I'd have to count the floors. but uh, And it's a commercial building. There's no residential. But it was built... Um, really to be a temporary building and it's still standing. So it's kind of got this little iconic look to it that at least for me it is. Like you, Lee, you sent me a photo you were there, I think it was yesterday or the day before and I, I looked at it and I'm like 755 Burrard, you know, it's just this 
building that I'm, you know, feel like I'm connected to. Well, in that same store is Wolford that then relocated from where it was right next to the old Hermes back to the Papyrus location. Yeah, yeah. I think they're changing their name to Papyrus. No, they just haven't changed the uh, signs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, funny, <laughs> funny. But yeah, what I thought was interesting though is that like for a luxury retailer of that caliber to then go move over there and not even like attempt to cover the old like bankrupt moved out of town Papyrus. That just either was really rushed or just happened or they just, uh, I was surprised because it's the luxury vertical, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it was a fly-by-night move. So, I yeah. mean, it's, it's good news that Wolford has stayed in Vancouver because there aren't that many boutiques. I think there's only like four in Canada. Exactly. Or three even, I'd have to check, but uh, I think it's four. I think it's, this is the only corporately owned location and the rest of them in Canada out east is then franchised out and run not by the corporation. Yep, that's right. It's a couple, I think, from Montreal that own a store called Emma and they are the uh, the, the franchisees or licensees, whichever the, the term might be. And then uh, we talked about it and I think we'll be talking about it more that, um, so there was a Hermes store right at the corner there. Yeah. Those that are old will remember Furs by Sato, which used to be there. It was, it's based in Banff and they had a couple stores in Vancouver. But anyways, the Hermes store... And the uh, former Wolford location, they're going to combine that. Uh, Richemont bought that, oh, a number of years ago. I mean, like 2018 or something. They haven't done much with it at all, but they're going to put a Cartier store in there. So it's about, I think, 3,200 square foot Cartier store. So that may be open by 2022. We'll see. I mean, I'm thinking construction is probably going to start pretty soon. Sweet. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. But um, I think we can return back to Alberni and continue westward. So I think we kind of covered all the retailers up to, I think it was like the black and blue restaurant kind of neck of the woods there. So um, across the street on the north side is um, Oliver Peoples, which is right next to the former WGT and then continue on from there. So let's start with Oliver's People. That's right. Yeah, Oliver Peoples is there. Really cute little space. It used to be a um, like cigar convenience store, Sheffield and Son. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yep, not really. uh, when I lived there yep. and you know everything's getting fancier in Alberni Street so yeah they opened all of our peoples there another one opened in Yorkdale Van Cleef and Arpels opened a gigantic store for the brand but it's over 4,000 square feet it opened in 2017 they actually built the building it's huge on this plaza that used to be kind of like a park like it was privately owned property but people used to smoke there and they had cherry trees and there was a big kerfuffle when hmm. it was announced that they were going to build this commercial building there there were people that were quite angry about it but uh it was private property, but now there's, you know, two beautiful, you know, Richemont brands. You've got Van Cleef and Arpels and IWC uh, Schaffshausen as well. So Van Cleef Arpels is more jewelry and uh, IWC is another watch, watch brand. There's almost too much yeah. jewelry on Alberni Street. This is what some brokers have even mentioned. There's just too much jewelry, but it works for Vancouver. I mean, accessories and jewelry sell better than fashion on the street in Vancouver. And then fashion sells really well at Holt Renfrew, which isn't too far mm. away. On hopping across the street again to Hublot, it's the start of the next rush of retailers, right? That's right. You got more jewelry across the street. So you got the old Carlisle building. That's where the DFS Galleria Duty Free store used to be. Right. Most recently, before the luxury transformation where they clad it in marble and put the fancy stores, there was a 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. There was a, a Dollar Tree. Yeah, Dollar Tree was their first one in Canada at the time. 2012, I think, is when that opened. Hmm. Um Tony and Guy Hair was in there, and I don't even remember what else because a lot of stuff was being cleared out. I think there was an ESL school, which I think every building in Vancouver has an ESL school or used to used to. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you've got De Beers, uh, you've got uh, Hublot watches, uh, both of them owned by a uh, franchisee. One of them's Robbie Dixon. Uh, maybe I'm not supposed to say his name. And uh, <laughs> and Tor- Tory Birch opened there. I was there in 2013 when Tory Birch opened, and uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how. Uh, 
um, you know, the, the Carlisle, which is, you know, the commercial base of this condominium apartment building above it, which is not a prestigious building whatsoever, honestly. I, I, I know one tenant was apparently a drug dealer, but maybe they could afford the rent. But, uh, you know, a residential building is above it. Uh, uh, and then other stores have gone in there as well since then. Prada is on the corner. You've got Saint Laurent, Montclair. Um, you've got an off-white store in the back. It's it's quite an impressive clustering, similar to what you'd see at the Hotel Vancouver. And across the street from that, again, is Escada, or sorry, I should say was Escada. Sadly, it closed down um, a few months ago. So the company has been struggling, and I'm wondering what's going to happen to the uh, Toronto and Vancouver stores. Escada was a big brand in the 80s, if you think about you know shows like Dynasty and Dallas, where you know all the women were wearing the big shoulder pad uh, Escada jackets at the time. And across the street, we do have to at least nod our hat over to Burberry because they were kind of the first uh, major retailer that was on Alberni Street, right? Especially with Shangri-Las at the base of it too. So tell us a little bit about like Burberry and the, the beginning from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Burberry really kind of anchored that corner and was kind of that signal to the other brands to come. I mean... Landlords and brokers worked together to create this luxury zone because Vancouver didn't really have like a Rodeo Drive type of thing before that. So, uh, you know, and you can charge a lot of rent to luxury brands. You know, the rents are over well over $200 a square foot on that strip now, and they were not even close to that before. So, you know, I think Burberry really did help that along as well as a Shangri-La because I think what was there before? It was a parking lot. And I think before that, like a hydro building or something, you know, certainly there was no luxury there. And there's also a Rolex boutique now at the base of, of the Shangri-La, right? Yeah, yeah, they converted the Shishi Lounge. Uh, what an interesting name. Uh, but yeah, Rolex, largest location, I think like in the Western Hemisphere or something, gigantic store. So that's really interesting that, uh, you know, Rolex has such a big presence in Vancouver. Um, you know, and across the street from that, again, is the 745, uh, no, sorry, 745 Thurlow building. I hope I got the address right. And then you've got, of course, uh, the Brunello Cuccinelli store, um, which I think may be looking at moving. I'm not sure. And um, what Versace did open in there, Versace closed, uh, you know, not all brands are going to survive. And uh, Tom Brown uh, is opening a second Canadian store there at some point, probably this fall. Yeah. And we also have a bulletin of uh, the construction that's going on with Tom Brown. Like you can actually see inside, it's it's far from being done so far. But, uh, but uh, cutting across the street, I was just wanting to point out that Off-White is like down the alley from the actual main drive there. So what's um, the idea there? Because I would assume that you wouldn't get a lot of traffic coming from like, you know, the off the back laneway, you know? Well, it was interesting that Off-White moved into the alley. I, I didn't think, I was told well before it was announced that it was moving in there. And I thought the person was joking. It was actually the designer, you know, creating the store, Cutler Design. And uh, um, I, I thought, what, uh, you know, such a, you know, it's, it's, it's considered a luxury brand, very popular. And the plan was, I was talking to Charles Gauthier, he's the former, you know, executive director of the downtown BIA. Uh, he retired recently. We did a podcast with him. Uh, he's saying that they were looking at, you know, redoing that laneway to make it animated. There's a few laneways, as people may know in Vancouver, that are really interesting looking. They paint them up and they clean them up and make them look interesting. And they, you know, add some commercial elements. And in this case behind, uh, between Alberni Street and Robson Street, I think they're looking at doing that with that laneway, but that has not happened yet as far as I'm aware in terms of that, you know, renovation with, you know, painted streets and everything that would be happening in that alley. Mm. Well, and other than these areas that we spoke about, that's the traditional Alberni Street and area, but over in the former Trump Tower 
area, there's also a little clustering of luxury there. Would you want to take us through that? Yeah, yeah. So some of the, what's interesting as well is when they built the Trump Tower, now the Trump Tower went, the hotel component went bankrupt and it's no longer called Trump. I think a lot of people are happy about that. But uh, we started seeing some fancy stores opening around there. So one of them was the Stefano Ricci, which uh, is a very expensive Italian brand, incredibly well-made stuff, absolutely gorgeous. Um, another store, Vancouver-based Snowflake, is still there. Um, hopefully they'll stick around for a while in terms of being a retailer, but uh, known for its furs. have a lot of vandalism and stuff happening there with that. And an Equinox gym opened as well. So again, you saw this high-end of this luxury zone, you know, also moving on to West Georgia further on the other side of Thurlow Street. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen in terms of more high-end brands, because I know that more luxury brands do want to be in Vancouver and finding the right space can be a challenge. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Mm. Well, and that is the entire tour, every single store. So thank you so much, Craig, for going through this popular article. As I wrote it, I'm very proud of it. And it's also great to get your perspective and just banter back and forth on it. So thanks again. And thanks you everyone for listening and talk to you next week. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care and bye for now. 